Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to part two of this particular Bible, current event Bible study, uh, where we're talking about the Nephilim cloning, DNA databases, and these types of things. We're going to switch gears now a little bit and actually talk about real, real day, real time things that are being done now, uh, which is kind of pointing to what we just talked about in part one. This first article is from the Independent, the paper in the uh, United Kingdom. It's from April 14th, 2008. It's entitled, Now We Have Technology That Can Make a Cloned Child. A new form of cloning has been developed that is easier to carry out than a technique used to create Dolly the sheep. Raising fears that it may one day be used on human embryos to produce designer babies. I guarantee you these designer babies are already being produced. Okay, they're already, they've done the stuff in the laboratory behind, you know, military wall, behind governmental hospitals and these types of things. It's, it's being done. They only, if they're telling us something, their technology is usually 20 years ahead of what they're telling us. Okay, and that's probably bare minimum. So scientists who use the procedure to create baby mice from the skin cells of adult animals have found it to be far more efficient than the dolly technique, the one to create dolly the sheep with fewer side effects, which makes it more susceptible for human use. They only have to have a few skin cells. You talk about really making it easy. A few skin cells? The mice were made by inserting skin cells of an adult animal into the early embryos produced by in vitro fertilization. Some of the resulting offspring were partial clones, but some were full clones, just like Dolly. Thank you. Unlike the Dolly technique, however, the procedure is so simple and efficient that it has raised fears that it will be seized upon by IVF, which is inner, uh, in vitro fertilization doctors, to help infertile couples who are eager to have their own biological children. It's always going to come with a good reason. Remember, Satan doesn't come, he always comes with a carrot. Okay? It's always going to seem good. Cloning isn't here now. This is what this uh, Dr. Lanza, whose company has pioneered developments in stem cell and some reprogram. She says cloning isn't here now. That's, again, that's not true. But with this new technique, we have the technology that can actually produce a child. In other words, they haven't dared do this in the laboratory settings. But we do have the technology to do it. Now, again, there's all kind of, like, they have that show, I've done a whole study on this, called Kyle XY. If you want to do hear the, the, the teaching, just just type in, in the keyword box Kyle. K Y L E, I believe it's or X Y. You'll find it. And there's a whole series of the uh, ABC families done on this. And this is a cloned individual that was created in a laboratory setting under under essentially governmental military type conditions, and he has all these extraordinary abilities and powers and things of this nature. It's much on the same lines as the whole indigo children, star children. You know, they're always misunderstood and these types of things. But in a way, they always portray them as they're here to save us. They're humanity's savior. Not Jesus Christ, but they are humanity's savior. That's what the indigo children and the star children are being billed as. Again, from the worldly standpoint, we can't ever have Jesus Christ being the Savior. There's always got to be some outside source that saves us. What an abomination of God. 
with this breakthrough, we now have a working technology whereby anyone, young or old, fertile or infertile, straight or gay, can pass on their genes to a child with just a few skin cells. Well, this would make it real easy for the gay and lesbian couples to have kids. You know, they can't procreate on their own with one another. The experiments on mice demonstrated that this is now possible in principle to take a human skin cell, reprogram it back into its embryonic state, and then insert it into an early human embryo. The resulting child would share some of the same genes of the person who supplied the skin tissue, as well as the genes of the embryo's two parents. These offsprings are called chimeras. A genetic mix, which is a genetic mix of two or more individuals because some of their cells derive from the embryo and some from the skin cell, technically such a child would have three biological parents. Sounds like a three-headed monster. At this point, there are no laws or regulations for this kind of thing, and the bizarre thing is that the Catholic Church and other traditional stem cell opponents think this technology is great, when in reality it could end up in one of the biggest nightmares they could imagine. It is quite possible that the real legacy of this whole new programming technology is that it will be introducing the era of the designer babies. These are the babies custom tailored to order. Literally. You order up your baby with whatever attributes you want it to have. Talk about playing God. So for instance, if we had a few skin cells from Albert Einstein or anyone else in the world, you could just have a child that's, let's say, 10% or 70% Albert Einstein, or just by injecting a few of their cells into the embryo. You know what they'd end up doing? They'd end up digging up all their bodies. Messing with dead bodies, which is another thing God says don't do. And then taking the, 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 the skin cells from a dead body, or in this case, they'd probably have to get bone, because this, you know, depends how long, and if they've been embalmed, they'd probably have to go to the bone, I would say. And, this is, this is crazy. But again, isn't that what they did? You know what? They had, they, had, they had corrupted the seed. What is all this? We're corrupting the seed when we do this. We're playing God, corrupting the seed. But see, it's done more, much more subtly in today's day and age than it was done in Noah's day. This is an article from the Times of London, News Corp, Rupert Murdoch, our buddy Rupert Murdoch. Um, we've talked about him before. He goes, Rupert Murdoch is a, one of the most prominent members of Rick Warren's church, and we did a whole study on that, so you can just key in Rupert Murdoch or Rick Warren. This is entitled, We Have Created Human-Animal Embryos Already. Human-Animal, now, we're talking about. Says British team. Embryos containing the human-animal material have been created in Britain for the first time. A month before the House of Commons votes on new laws to regulate the research. Well, they got in there just before they, they got in to do regulation of the research. A team at Newcastle University announced yesterday that it had successfully generated an admixture embryos by adding human DNA to empty cow eggs in the first experiment of its kind in Britain. How sick. I mean, and again, this is what they're admitting to. <laughs> They've gone all the way with this stuff. But this is what they're admitting to. Because this is much more palatable in its... And again, it's the Hegelian dialectic. Get them talking about the thing. Get them talking about the whole thing with combining human and non-human DNA. And just the fact that we're having the conversation opens the door and gets their foot in. Even if 
there's a sect of those in the conversation that are totally protesting and saying this is an abomination. Just the fact that we're having the conversation says, wow, there's a debate here. There's one side and there's another side. Let's listen to both sides. Admixed embryos are widely supported by scientists and patient groups as they provide an opportunity to produce powerful stem cell models for investigating diseases such as Parkinson's and diabetes and for developing new drugs. That's the carrot. That's the excuse. Even though there are very many other natural cures and preventative techniques regarding these things and for other diseases, but they're being suppressed so... But they're being suppressed so that Big Pharma and the medical cartel can make all the money and have all the control. That's what I specialize in. I'm a, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I specialize in clinical nutrition. Okay? And, and that's one of the things I specialize in. These types of things. All offering alternate solutions to these types of things. I believe God put everything here that we need. We don't need to go outside and, and, and have some pharmaceutical drug, you cannot drug your body into good health. It's impossible. Uh, all a drug is, is a controlled poison. You want to you prove it? And I don't, I don't suggest you do this, but just take a bottle of whatever medication you don't think is a poison. And see if it kills you. Or at bare minimum, puts you in the hospital. They're all controlled poisons. Every bit of them. The root word for sorcery in the King James Bible is the word pharmakia. Now, I have a whole attachment. If you don't believe this, I'll forward it to you. Email me. I'll forward it to you on pharmacia, on sorcery, and see that, that that's one of the chief basics, basics and tenets of witchcraft, particularly mind-altering drugs. The admixed embryos created by the Newcastle group are of a kind known as cytoplasmic hybrids, or cybrids. Sounds, you know, biblical to me which are made by placing the nucleus from the human cell into the animal egg that has had its nucleus removed. Unbelievable. This next one, another confirmation. The cow-human cross embryo lives for three days. Breaking news. Cow-human embryo lives for three days. Great. This again is from Rupert Murdoch, from the Herald Sun. Catholic Church in Britain branded the creations as monstrous. As a view supported by Carolyn Chrisom of the Center for Health Ethics, uh, she says, an almost human embryo is being created and then it's being destroyed. He said, I cannot see that that respects human life or the dignity of human life. Human beings or even almost, or even almost human embryos are not just things you can use in a laboratory experiment. What is being created is life. And, and in that regard, I have to agree with him. No one knows exactly what would grow from these embryos. If this, if this is approved in the United Kingdom, there will be a renewed pressure to, to permit it here, and we will travel further down the slippery slope of allowing just about anything. It is not the first time hybrids have been created. The method was pioneered by Dr. Hu Xing, team at the Shanghai Second Medical University in China, where she fused human cells with rabbit eggs to produce early-staged embryos, which in turn would yield human stem cells. We've just got to have the stem cells 
We just we, we we can't live without them, guys. We have to have them, and we have to do whatever it takes in order to get them. Doesn't matter if we're playing God. No, we got to do whatever it takes. That's that's essentially what they're saying. Here's the next story. This is from World Daily Net, March fifth of this year. Minnesota plan to clone embryos and kill them. The state house would also force taxpayers to fund the program. That's the title. Lawmakers in Minnesota have given their endorsement to the University of Minnesota plan to clone human embryos for research, force taxpayers to pay for it, and then kill those embryos when their research work is finished. See, the killing part is because they say, well, we would never let these things grow. No, we'll kill them before, you know. But it doesn't matter. You've already done it. You've already combined two diverse seeds, which is an abomination in the sight of God, particularly when you're combining it with humans. <laughs> You've already done it. It doesn't matter if you kill them. And there'll come a day when they'll openly admit, well, we're not going to kill them. We're just going to kind of see what happens. I'm half Mr. Moo Cow and half human. What would you say to that person? How are you feeling today? I'm feeling utterly moveless. Sorry, that was that was a bad joke. Bad joke. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I threw in a little levity there. A little levity, utterly moveless. But anyway, um, sorry, I figured we need a little break there. Anyway, the preliminary approval came on a recent 68 to 62 vote in which the representatives rejected an amendment which would ban, which would be a true ban on cloning. That plan has been described by supporters as a cloning ban, but it only bans cloning that results in a human being, not cloning that results in living human embryos. So it's just a progression. You give Satan an inch, he'll take a mile. That's what it's all about. Here's the next article, another one from World Daily Net. It's entitled, Newborn's DNA Targeted for State Research. Um, that's from April 19, 2008. The state of Minnesota has advanced a plan to own the DNA of newborns. To own the DNA of newborns. Preserving it in a warehouse for use in genetic research, experimentation, manipulation, and profiling, according to an advocacy organization, seeking to utterly, seeking to protect the privacy of individual information. Citizen DNA is citizen property. That government should be, the government should be required to ask, not allowed to take. That was said by Twyla Brace, Citizens Council on Healthcare. These are ones that are against it. Okay, so thank God there's some people against it. I don't think they're a Christian organization, which this should be something Christians should be crying out against more than any other uh, part of society. If this bill becomes law, each year, 73,000 newborn citizens will not be protected by the state genetic privacy law. The state will take their DNA, and unless the parents figure it out, the government will keep it. All of their DNA right from the get-go, as little babies. Now, we're going to see where this goes. Children grow up, eventually every citizen will have their DNA owned by state government and available for government to engage in genetic research, experimentation, manipulation, and profiling. All without your permission. On your DNA, if you're the one there. Unbelievable. 
She warned, what good is the state genetic privacy law if government warehousing and analysis of every child's DNA from birth is exempt from its conformed consent protections? Now, there's a lot of this going on in the police and, the, and what they in America call the D.A.R.E. programs. I was in, um, going into Publix the other day. It's a, uh, a grocery store where we live. And there's these people, this lady, this obnoxious lady out in front, basically trying to flag everyone down that has a kid in the D.A.R.E. program. And the D.A.R.E. program in my hometown is this program where they have this big, like, you know, uh, fluffy lion guy that walks around and uh, he's in this costume and they steal, they take cars from drug dealers like Corvettes and stuff and they, they put their dare stickers on and say yeah look we're, we're taking drugs off the street and what we want you to do little kids is we want um, you to tell on your parents and we want, if your parents are doing anything suspicious or anybody in your family and we want you to turn them in those bad parents are yours and we'll have HRS come in and take your kids which is exactly what would happen. And another thing, now what they're trying to do now, the other day, they're trying to get DNA from the kids. And I was going in the, and this lady's like, oh, sir, 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 you know, because she saw I had a daughter. So she's targeting me. I'm like, I'm not interested. Sorry. And they're trying to get my little girl's DNA so they can put it in their database under the guise of, well, if she ever gets abducted, we'll have her DNA. And we could track her better. You know? Pretty soon it'll be, well, why can't we just microchip her? And then we can really track her globally by satellite. But the DNA is the first step in that. Now remember, it's all progression down the same slippery slope. Those programs are evil. If we go back to this, the legislation specifically would exempt warehousing use and analysis of newborn blood, DNA, from the informed consent requirements... World Daily Net reported earlier we we are um, we now are considered guinea pigs as opposed to human beings with rights. She said, warning: such DNA databases could spark the next wave of demands for eugenics, which is what prompted and inspired Hitler to do what he did. It's how he justified killing the people that he killed because the Jews were considered an inferior race. Who did who did Hitler kill first? He killed the infirmed the mentally unfit, the alcoholics, these types of people, they, in effect, become God. And they determine who stays and who goes. Guaranteed, Bible-believing Christians will be on the list next time around. But this could spark the next wave for the, dem the demand for eugenics, the concept of improving the human race through the control of various inherited race. Well, they were trying to create the Aryan God-man super race in Hitler's day. They're going to go back to that. Margaret Sanger, founder of Planned Parenthood, advocated eugenics to call people she considered unfit from the population. You want to know more about her? Um, TN Planned Parenthood, in my keyword search box and teachings, and I did a whole two or three part teaching, and we talked a lot about Margaret Sanger from Planned Parenthood, how wicked and evil. She actually corresponded with Hitler personally commending him. In 1921, Margaret Sanger said eugenics is, quote, the most accurate and thorough avenue to the solution of racial, political, and social problems. Yeah, I worked for Hitler good. He, he really, you know, he really hit the ball out of the park. 
and and she later lamented that the ever increasing, unceasingly spawning class of human beings who should never have ever been born at all. So these are people that she terms should never have been born. Minnesota has already stockpiled DNA of more than 780,000 Minnesotan children. And already has subjected the DNA of 42,210 children to research without their consent or knowledge. It's already going on. And this is what they're admitting to. Wow, Minnesota seems like a wicked, wicked... I mean, it's, it's all wicked, but they, man, it seems like they put up with a lot of stuff up there. Further, Senator Chris Dodd of Connecticut is, one, is the one on record proposing a plan that would turn the program into a consolidated nationwide effort. Hey, if, it's, if they get their foot in one place, you know they're going to try to do it in all the states. That's the whole reason they did it in the first place. So they can spread it like a cancer. Fortunately, he said at the time, some newborn screening occurs in every state, but fewer than half the states, including Connecticut, actually test for all disorders that are detectable. This legislation will pro provide resources for states to expand their own newborn screening programs. Well, why? So we can just eliminate them at birth? Oh, they didn't pass the screening program, they gotta die. That's what it's gonna come down to. Playing God. So what's the big deal about looking into DNA to hunt for various disease possibilities? Nothing, said Brace, if that's where the hunt would end. However, she said, researchers are already looking for genes related to violence, crime, aberrant behavior. Oh, genes? Wow. We could throw them into jail right from the, yeah, just right from the crib to the jail. Just put them in prison right off the bat. Yeah, that little baby, he's su suspicious looking. He's got the bad gene. Put on a little one of those striped prison uniforms on him and get him out of here. I mean, what are they going to do? This is crazy. I mean, this is totally discounting the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ can totally change somebody from the inside out. Remember, behold, you're a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things come new. I bet you Paul, or Saul of Tarsus, probably had, you know, some predisposition toward that. But look how he turned out. Again, we, we don't have any right to play God. This isn't about diabetes, asthma, and cancer. She said it's about behavioral issues. In England, they decide that they should have doctors looking for problem children. And England's the worst, okay? England's always the one that's right on the cutting edge for all the worst stuff. It's got the highest... Did you know in England, um, it has the highest per capita witch population of any place on the planet? It's no wonder. It's the coming one world, new world order religion, witchcraft. Daniel says the Antichrist will cause craft to prosper in his hand. Witchcraft. So it's no wonder where you have the most wickedness abounding, you have the most draconian legislation as well. they got cameras on every corner there. They're constantly monitoring their population. So in England, they decide they should have doctors looking for problems with children. They have those children, and then they have those children reported. And their DNA taken in case they would become criminals. In fact, published reports in the UK note that senior police forensic experts believe genetic samples should be studied because it may be possible to identify potential criminals as young as five years of age. There, Chris Davis of the National Primary Head Teachers Association warned the move could be seen as a step towards a police state. Oh, it is. 
Brace said such efforts to study traits and gene factors and classify people would be just the beginning. What could happen through the subsequent programs to address such conditions, he wondered? Not all research is great, she said. Such classifying of people could lead to discrimination and prejudice. Uh, we can see that already. People can look at your data and make assessments ultimately about who you are. Absolutely. The Heartland Regional Genetics and Newborn Screening is one of the organizations that advocates more screening and research. It proclaims in its vision statement a desire to see newborns screened for 200 conditions. It also forecasts, quote, every student with an individual program for education based on confidential interpretation of their family medical history, their brain imaging, and their genetic predictors of best learning methods. This is sick. You talk about George Orwell, 1984. The Antichrist is all about control. His system, who he is, is about controlling every single aspect from your life, from cradle to grave. That's all we're talking about. One more draconian step in that direction. Now the next step is obvious. The government with information about potential health weaknesses could say to couples, we don't want your expensive child. I think people have forgotten about eugenics. The fact of the matter is that eugenicists have not gone away. Newborn genetic testing is the entry into the 21st century version of eugenics. And this, this is in every state, but nobody's talking about it. Parents have no idea this is happening, she said. Again, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. Feds are to collect DNA from every person they arrest. This is another article. From April 16th, Associated Press, Washington, the government plans to begin collecting DNA samples from anyone arrested by a federal law enforcement agency, a move intended to prevent violent crime, but which is also raising concerns about privacy of innocent people. Using authority granted by Congress, the government also plans to collect DNA from foreigners who are detained, whether they have been charged or not. The DNA would be collected through a cheek, a cheek swab, and they're doing this a lot on TV, you see them, you know, hey, we need your DNA, and they, they get the swab thing out, and they swab the inside of their cheek, and they put it in their thing, and they go into their lab, and they have, they have their DNA then. Um, now, if we knowing what we just knew, they could also create embryos from that. They could literally create a clone of you just from a cheek swab DNA. That's, the, that's how advanced the technology is now. It's kind of like it was in the days of the Tower of Babel. You know, when God had looked down and he said, you know, i got to come down, i got to break this party up here, this, this demonic party. Because, you know, if I don't do it now, it's going to escalate into something that all of mankind is corrupted. And I believe that's exactly why he had to do that. You know, um, it had gotten that bad in Noah's day where all the seed had been corrupted. And it's getting to that point now. And that's why I believe that, that the coming of Jesus Christ, um, you know, we're in those days. Because how much worse can it get before he would have to return? So, if we go further, this, this whole thing of collecting DNA from every person they arrest would be a departure from the current practice, which limits DNA collection to convicted felons. Now, I don't have a problem with them getting the DNA of a child molester, or somebody that's proven you know, to really have committed a heinous crime or whatever. But this is another thing altogether. This is just, you know, this is just, again, one more 
step down that slippery slope. A Chicago study in 205 found that 53 murders and rapes could have been prevented if DNA sample had been collected upon arrest. Again, there's the carrot. There's the justification. Many innocent lives could have been saved had the government began this kind of DNA sampling in the 1990s when the technology to do so first became available. The new regulation would mean that the federal government could store DNA samples of people who are not guilty of any crime. That's the difference. Now, innocent people's DNA will be put into this huge, it's called CODIS database. And it will be very difficult for them to get it out, even if they are not charged or convicted of a crime. This is um, entitled, this next article, FBI Wants Palm Prints, Eye Scans, and Tattoo Mapping. This is from Turner, Ted Turner, Time Warner. So we got Rupert Murdoch and Ted Turner keeping us abreast of all the, the breaking news. This is from February 4th of this year, Clarksburg, West Virginia. The FBI is gearing up to create a massive computer database of people's physical characteristics, all part of an effort by the Bureau to better identify criminals and terrorists. But it's an issue that raises major privacy concerns, one that civil liberties experts say should concern all Americans. The Bureau is expecting to announce in coming days the awarding of a $1 billion 10-year contract to help create the databases that will compile an array of biometric information from palm prints to eye scans. Kimberly Del Greco, the FBI's biometric services section chief, said adding to the database is important to protect the borders and to keep terrorists out. That's, yeah, that really works, considering we've, we've just left the borders open for years and years and years and let all the illegal aliens come in. And it's all by design to dilute the economy, to, to, to take away jobs, to, to bring in diseases and corruption and, you know, all this stuff into America, to corrupt society. And, but we got to keep the terrorists out. Okay. Right. And it's also done, this, this big database is done to keep the terrorists out, to protect our citizens, our neighbors, our children, so they can have good jobs and have a safe country to live in. Where do I get my flag? I, I want to start waving my flag right now. Oh, man, I really will start... Unbelievable. But it's unnerving to privacy experts. It's beginning of the surveillance society where you can be tracked anywhere. Anytime, and all your movements and eventually all your activities will be tracked and noted and correlated. Said Barry Steinhardt, American Civil Liberties Union. Okay, listen. Even sometimes they're right. Okay. The FBI already has 55 million sets of fingerprints on file. In coming years, the Bureau wants to compare palm prints, scars, tattoos, iris scan, eye patterns, iris scan, and facial shapes... The idea is to combine various pieces of biometric information to possibly identify a different subject. Now they go on to here to say how flawed so much of this stuff is. Um, particularly when they do facial recognition, if the lighting's not right and things like that. I mean, in other words, you could be labeled for a crime that you didn't commit because a lot of these technologies are inaccurate. The Department of Homeland Security has been using iris scans at some airports. Did you know that? to verify the identity of travelers who have passed background checks and who want to move through the lines quicker. I want to get through there quicker. So yeah, scan my iris, do whatever you want, take my DNA, chip me, I just gotta go. That's basically what they're saying. 
all for the sake of convenience. The department is also looking to apply iris and facial rec recognition techniques to other programs. The DHS, Department of Homeland Security, already has a database of millions of sets of fingerprints, which includes records collected from the U.S., foreign travelers stopped at borders for criminal violations from U.S. citizens adopting children overseas and from visa applicants abroad. There could be multiple records on one person's prints. Here's another article entitled, All of UK Must Be in the DNA, DNA Database. Now remember, it's always the worst in the UK, particularly in England. This is from BBC, September 5th, 2007. This starts out by saying the whole population and every United Kingdom visitor should be added to the National DNA Database, a senior judge has said. Now, we're talking now, we've been talking about these little... Uh, sects of society who they're saying we have to have their DNA. Anybody who's arrested now, it used to be just convicted felons. Now they're wanting to put all the kids' DNA in there, right from birth. Now they've come so far as to here, and you knew this is where they were going to go with all this, as to say the whole population and every UK visitor, meaning if you want to go visit the United Kingdom, you should be added to the, to the National DNA Database. A senior judge said this. The present database in England and Wales holds the details of 4 million people who are guilty or cleared of a crime. Guilty or cleared. Nick Clegg, Liberal Democrat, Home Affairs spokesman, said there was no earthly reason why someone who has committed no crime should be in this database, yet the government is shoving thousands of innocent people's DNA details on the database every month. The DNA database, which is almost 12 years old, grows by 30,000 samples a month, taken from suspects or recovered from crime scenes. There has already been criticism of the database, the largest in the world, because people who are found innocent usually cannot get their details removed. Here's another article, entitled, Google wants your DNA too. Google, the search engine guys, yeah, they're evil, flat out evil. Google, and, and not only that, they're reporting, they're, they're very notorious for reporting whatever you're searching for in their search engine back to the government. Google wants the DNA, your index too. And this is just confirmation of that. The web search giant's investment in Navigenics is further proof it wants to, to have an early stake in direct-to-consumer genetic screening. See, all these companies that are in the know are coming on board because they know this is the wave of the future. And there's a lot of money to be made from this also. Remember, the love of money is the root of all evil. This is from Business Week, April 18th, this year. This was just, you know, literally a couple weeks ago. Your DNA falls into the realm of the world's information. And it seems that Google, as part of its corporate mission, is making a play to organize that too. The internet giant received heavy press in 2007 when it invested in $4.4 million in a genetic screening company called 23andMe that was started by Ann... Wojcik, the wife of Google co-founder Sergey Brin, as her business partner. They started this company. Google's interest in DNA doesn't end there. It is also putting money into the second Silicon Valley DNA screen startup company called Navigenics. The company is also backed by star venture capital firm Kleiner, Perkins, Caulfield, and Byers. For a spit of saliva and $2,500, your genetic test results are securely delivered to your computer screen with your genetic likelihood for 18 medical conditions, from Alzheimer's to rheumatoid arthritis to several types of cancer. 
Navigenics aims to boast disease prevention by providing customers reports on DNA that they can share with their doctors. Only for conditions it deems to have significantly sound genetic studies, the company also offers genetic counseling. Oh, good. Much in the same way it invested in 23andMe, Google wants to plant an early stake in the potentially large new market around genetic data. We are interested in supporting companies and making investments in companies that bolster our mission statement, this is Google, which is organizing the world's information and making it universally acceptable and useful. That was said by Google spokesperson Andrew Penderson. Here's another one. This is entitled Kitty Printing Takes Off in Scotland Schools. This is from the Scotland Sunday Herald, October 6th of last year. Almost half of all local authorities in Scotland have schools using fingerprint or palm print machines to record their pupil, pupils' identities. What? Yeah. I told you the UK is, is like the ground zero for this stuff. Almost half of all local authorities in Scotland have been using fingerprint or palm print machines to record the identity of pupils? This is just the beginning. A Sun, Sunday Herald survey revealed the speed at which biometric systems have spread since a palm reader was piloted at Paisley Primary School just one years ago. Since then, 14 educational authorities have introduced biometric identification with at least two other planning to put such, such systems in place. The technology is currently used to record information about library accounts and register pupil school meal status in hope that anonymity in hope that anonymity will help tackle the stigma of free school dinners. Boy, they use about every excuse you could possibly imagine here. Despite fears that such systems are eroding civil liberties by creating unnecessary banks of identity data, experts believe kitty printing, as they call it, will continue to expand in the near future. Alan Cunningham of the Scottish of a Yard Biometric Scottish Company, which introduced the palm vein scanners in cafeterias. So in other words, it shines a light into your palm and it picks up the vein pattern in your, in your hand. Okay? It is gross. Uh, he said it's possible to have a secure access system at the door, at the door, that would register pupils and could send an automatic text message to parents to let them know if the children attended school that day. No more playing hooky for you. Secure access is the biggest market for biometric systems. Down the line, in the next three to five years, biometrics will, use, will be used in bank cards. Bank cards? Yeah. In the next five years, we'll see an explosion where biometrics are used. And remember, the motivation is not only the control issues, but the money issues. So that's all we have for today. And um, we'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer here. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you've given us. We praise you, Lord God, for all your goodness and your mercy, Lord. I pray, God, that your word would go forth with power, Lord God, that your truth would go forth, that, Lord, you would use your truth and your word for their, your glory, Lord, that many would be saved as a result of today's efforts worldwide, wherever your word and your truth is being proclaimed worldwide. I pray, Lord God, that your fear would be upon those that we've mentioned this day, God, and that that fear would drive these to repentance, these people that can be saved, I pray to God that they would be saved, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that your fear would also be upon the body of Christ, and that we would do as you've called us to do, 
that we would work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, Lord, that you would help us to be vessels fit for the Master's use, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, and form, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us, that, Lord God, we would walk in godly Christian love, that we would be angry but, but sin not in the name of Jesus Christ, and that you would use us mightily for your glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray these things. Amen.